Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 48 of The Daily Run Through the Book of Titus. We are in chapter two, and and I just kind of noticed something. I don't know quite how I presented it yesterday because, well, that was a long time ago. But in uh, chapter two, verse six, Paul is talking to Titus about, you know, exhort the younger men to be sober-minded. And what's interesting is, I, I read yesterday also, uh, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. Now, there's a there's a change there, and and I don't know if I made this clear, but he's, Paul says to Titus, likewise, exhort the young men to be sober minded. Right? He has all these things he says, you know, for for the um, for young women, you know, for this older women teaching younger women these things, but for the young men, he says, exhort the young men to be sober minded. Then there's a lot of things that go under that, but really this is Paul talking to Titus about what Titus ought to be doing. And I I think that the young men aren't getting a pass on this, right? They're not getting a pass. When you read what the young women are told, you know, to love their husbands, love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, and the word of God, uh, you know, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. You think, well, they got a whole bunch of stuff and the the young men just get, be sober-minded. But I think the idea here is that that uh, Titus is not the example the young women need to see. Obviously, he ought to be, as the pastor, an example to them. But the older women are going to be the example of what a godly Christian woman is going to be. And so Paul, or Paul's telling Titus, you need to be an example to these young men. And that's what he says in verse seven, in, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. They need to see you living it. They need to see you living it. He says in doctrine and showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned. And, and it goes on from there, but doctrine and doctrine showing integrity, right? Doctrine meaning teaching, you know, in your teaching, showing integrity, I remember hearing a pastor uh, say one time that before he gets up to preach, he has a practice. And that practice is, am I willing to do and am I doing everything that I am going to be preaching on today? Am I getting up to tell my congregation to spend time in the Bible, but I'm not spending time in the Bible? Am I getting up to encourage my congregation to give and support ministries, but I'm not giving and supporting ministries. Am I getting up and telling my congregation to forgive their spouse, you know, for the things they've done against them while, while I'm holding bitterness and resentment toward people in the church. So it's a good thing to do, to hold yourself up and say, am I doing the things, am I living out the things I'm preaching? That is an excellent practice. If you are in a ministry position, uh, if you're a Bible teacher teaching kids or teaching adults, the, the question to ask yourself is, you know, am I, am I already practicing what I'm getting up to preach? In doctrine, showing integrity. Because none of us like that. None of us, we, we are all repulsed by people that don't practice what they preach. We're all heartbroken. You know, 
as Christian people, I think we're all heartbroken when we hear about another minister, another well-known uh, Christian personality or pastor that has fallen. You know, I watched a documentary this week about a, a couple of pastors that fell from very high positions, very well-known in the media, well-known well culturally. And, and it was really interesting to hear one of them talk about the experience afterwards. And, you know, and, and things about, you know, being set up to fail and, and, uh, and, and their weaknesses or being put in positions where they weren't really prepared to be in the position they were in and, and, and all kinds of other stuff, obviously, but, but we hate to see that. We hate to see pastors fail and pastors fall. Uh, I, as a, as a pastor myself, I used to go to a, a annual pastors conference yearly. And a few years ago, um, I was thinking back at all the different speakers that they had come and speak at the conference. And it was heartbreaking because there were three, three or four of them very well known who had very large churches that were no longer pastoring because they had fallen into some sort of sin. And, and probably the truth of the matter is it wasn't falling into a sin. It was slowly walking in that direction. You know, how does it happen? I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, believing your own hype, you know, starting to think that this church has went from 500 people to 15,000 people because you are such a great speaker. You know, when you're done preaching, having person after person come up and say, oh, great sermon. Oh, great, great. Oh, pastor, you're so great. You know, I go on to local Facebook pages and I see sometimes people will say, Hey, I'm looking for a good church in the area. I'm looking for a church in the area. And it always kind of, I, I kind of find it kind of humorous because everybody says the same things. Everyone goes, Oh, you're looking for a, a, a great church. This, our church is a great church. You know, and somebody will say like, we're looking for a church that teaches the Bible. Now I know a lot of churches around here that don't teach the Bible. They teach some biblical principles here and there, but they're not teaching the Bible. But people get on there and say, oh, our, our church teaches the Bible. You're going to get sound Bible teaching. Well, everybody thinks their church teaches, has sound Bible teaching. Everybody thinks that. Otherwise, they, who, who says, yeah, our church, their, their Bible teaching is bad. You know, there's very, I wouldn't say ever. There are a few people I know that are very particular about theology and are still in their church, even though they see things creeping in and they're concerned about it. But for the most part, people are, they don't think their church has bad theology. But how many of them say, oh, pastor so-and-so is great. Pastor so-and-so is amazing. Pastor so-and-so is so fantastic. Oh, he's the greatest. And I think, how does that affect the mindset of men being told by hundreds, by thousands? You're so great. You're so wonderful. You're so amazing. You're such a man of God. You have such great vision. You're the greatest. Oh, you're the greatest pastor I've ever, you're the greatest speaker I've ever heard. I mean, I could see, I can see as a former pastor and preacher myself, how enticing that might be to buy into that, to believe the hype. 
And now that I mention it, I think I totally did buy into that. There was a point in my life um, where I regularly had people saying, saying to me, you know, if church was like this, I would go to church every week. You know, I was doing a, a, a church service for, for camp kids, but parents were there. But it was all, it was fun and it was fairly light, you know, fairly light, lighter than I like. But, but people would come up and say, oh, you know, man, if, if, if my preacher preached like you, I'd come every week. Well, I took that as like, I'm this great speaker. And I thought, oh, if I just go have a church, people just flock to come hear me. But the truth of the matter was I was saying very easy things and I wasn't pressing down on hard issues. I wasn't preaching with exhortation. I was preaching with a lot of fun and uh, comedy and um, and a very simple message. And the heart behind it was I wanted people to have a different view of church. And, and, and I know there were people that would come to me and say, you know, months later would come and say, hey, we went to your, your chapel and afterwards we decided we wanted to go find a church and we've been going ever since. And, and praise the Lord for that. And I still have to do a lot of that similar stuff with what I do. Um, but uh, I think I'm to the point now where I don't believe the hype. <laughs> you know, I'm old enough to realize that, no, it's sometimes people are complimentary just because people want to be, they want to say something nice as they walk past you. Sometimes people are complimentary because they're honest and they think, hey, I appreciated what you did. But to start to believe that it's something about me. Um, or that the work that God's doing is because I'm so wonderful and I'm so great. Oh, heaven forbid. And so I can see how, how, how men are, are drawn away. And so I understand this idea that, that Paul is encouraging Titus with. When he says, speaking of doctrine, showing integrity. Integrity and doctrine, practicing what you preach, practicing what you preach, because these pastors that have fallen into all these types of, um, you know, some of them, it was, uh, it was uh, pilfering money from the church. Uh, others, it was, you know, others, it was taking advantage of women in the church. Um, some worse things than that. But if they were practicing what they preached if there was integrity in their doctrine, they wouldn't have walked down the road, that road as far as they did. And so make it your practice, if you're a preacher, before you get up and preach, to ask yourself, am I, am I doing this myself? Before you teach a Bible lesson to your kids or to someone else's kids, to say, Am I practicing this? And it's not to say don't preach it, right? I'm not saying don't teach your kids that because you're not practicing it. What I'm saying is teach it to your kids and practice it. When you step up behind the podium or behind the pulpit or whatever, and you think, hmm, I need, I need to do some quick repenting. I need, I need to make sure that what I'm preaching today, I'm ready to live from the moment I say it. Let us not be hypocritical. Let us not be the ones that people use as their excuse 
to walk away from Jesus or to reject him altogether. Let us not be the messengers that defile the message by not living according to the very things that we claim to hold true. God bless you. Talk to you next time.